Good evening and welcome back to Points in the Paint, sponsored by For Fantasy's Sake. I am Doug, he is Sam. We are back to talk a little NBA. We have not done this in a while, um, but yeah. we are excited <laughs> to be back. Um, Sam, I want to start by talking about our Bulls, because um, yep. they are first place in the East, uh, uh-huh. looking real good, and they have been playing shorthanded for like the last month. So yeah. Really excited for when they finally get the whole thing kind of put back together. Uh, but what have you seen here since the start of the year? What have you, what um, have you seen? What have you enjoyed? I I've been I've enjoyed following them and obviously watching them all year long. Like I said, my biggest thing with them is I'm just the lack of size mm-hmm. when we get in the postseason versus teams like Milwaukee and like you know Brooklyn. But I love that we have and we legitimately have the Bulls legitimately have five guys who are, you know, point guards, playmakers, whatever you want to call them, Lonzo, Zach, DeMar, DeRozan, as you've seen, a few game winners. But then you also have Kobe White on the bench, and you have Dusumu on the bench. And you have those guards who can come in, and they can create offense for other guys. And that kind of – and, you know, the three that I named the first, DeMar, Zach, and uh, and uh, Lonzo, it kind of reminds me of OKC when they had Harden, Westbrook, and Durant because they put so much pressure on teams because they had three guys who can make their own, get their own points or create for others. And then you see how the other guys can feed off of that. Like the guys like, uh, God, I can't think of their names now. Um, Todd, some of the guys we have, the role players, and their names are slipping. I literally can't remember their names now, but those guys off, off advanced Tyler Cook, you know, Caruso, you know, defensively. I love Caruso. I've been watching him since he played with the Lakers. Um um, other, you know, can can get, you know, get offense, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and it just makes it easier for everybody. I love the way the Bulls are playing defense. I think they will be a tough, you know, they're going to be a tough team. And, yeah, you know, like I said, you know, my goal last year was to make the playoffs, but we're definitely going to make it this year. So, you know, I, I want to see Zach get that postseason run under his belt. And Zach's, you know, play with Team USA and, you know, reach such accolades. You know what I'm saying? I want to see Kobe. I think Lonzo made the playoffs with the Pelicans maybe once or something or Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I don't know if Lonzo's been in the playoffs. I don't think Lonzo's been in the playoffs either, no. So, you got a lot of young guys, and I want to see them kind of get that postseason experience. Patrick Williams, who also, you know, on the forward, he might make a return, which will give us some added size, and he's a good defender. Somebody we could throw on Giannis, somebody we could throw on uh, some of like the Durants, you know, the the, the, the wing guys. Oh, uh, yeah, and I can't remember. The guy's name is freaking uh, Derek Jones Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I love this team and this and that, and I love the future, too. We're, we're still, you know, we're kind of, you know, flexible still because I think what I would do, and, I mean, in my unpopular opinion is, you know, I would trade Colby White next season because it's the last year of his rookie deal. And, I mean, there's just, you know, not enough minutes. He he needs more minutes. You know, he's good, and he, he he's an easy man on the team where he's getting more minutes, and it's just obviously with the Bulls having those, you know, three guys. I mean, you still have Caruso and, and Desumu playing well as a rookie. I think maybe you move Kobe White next year before he gets an extension and then maybe get some draft picks or some other players or something back. And maybe you have Tosumu pick up those backup guard minutes and then you can also maybe get a big or something. You could still retool your roster. You know, Kobe's only 21 and he's a phenomenal player. But obviously with Lonzo being there, you know what I'm saying, he's going to limit his minutes. And I think Kobe on the – on a good team, could probably average like 20-plus points easily. So I think he might be our biggest bargaining chip next, next year for a team that needs a, a nice young guard. You know, we might, we might be able to kind of get something really valuable for Kobe. So we're set up to win now and then in the future. Like, I mean, the, I'm looking at the roster now as we speak, the guys like Alfonso McKinney, um, Tyler Cook, who I, who went to Iowa, I went to Iowa with, or, yeah, I went to Iowa, went, 
you know, as well. And I've always followed his career. He's a six eight, kind of like a Kenneth Reed, you know, dunker, but he athletic, you know, big. And then now we have Jordan Bell. So you got some and Tony Bradley. We got some we got some bigs now on the roster. We're gonna need them, you know, because Vucevic is just Vucevic by himself. But some of these bigs are unproven too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what how the Bulls shape up. Um, the East is, in itself is, you know, kind of, you know, it feels like it's a two-team race between, you know, the Bulls and the Nets, you know, and I guess Milwaukee's still right there too, you know, kind of coasting. And, and don't, you know, don't forget about Miami. You know, I, I, um, I'm writing a piece now on and those are the four teams in the East who I really think, you know, obviously, obviously I don't, Philly, I don't think Philly has enough from those Simmons and Cleveland. They're, they just lost somebody, Rubio and the Wizards. They feel good. But they're not going to go far. The Hornets, Raptors, Celt- the Celtics have been the biggest disappointment besides the Knicks, I guess, or the Hawks. I guess either of those three teams has been disappointments. But I don't think any of those three teams are really going to come out the East. But I think the top four teams, yeah, the Bulls, the Nets, the, the Heat, and the Bucks. But, yeah. Yeah, Hawks. Hawks are. are I, I was watching one of their games, and somebody uh, on the broad on that broadcast mentioned how they kind of acted like because they played so well and got so deep last year, they kind of rested on their laurels a little bit here yeah. this off season, and they've kind of shown that early on. Um, they were hoping that they would get kind of turned around here um, as we head kind of into the second half of the season, maybe kind of get their get their ship righted a little bit there. But yeah, for the Bulls themselves. Uh, I love the way that they're playing. I love the style they play, that freewheeling style that they play. They play lockdown defense on on the back end. Um, I love Lonzo. I love what what he's brought to that team. You can Same see between Same him here. and between him and Caruso, they've changed the 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 makeup of the team and how and how they play. Lonzo on the offensive end and Caruso on the defensive end. Lonzo, everybody now is looking for that outlet pass when they get when they get a rebound. And Caruso has spurred them on on the defensive end. Everybody's out there looking for cookies, as Stacy would say. Um, <laughs> yes, I love Stacy. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's love out there Stacey. trying to grab that steal, looking for that turnover, trying to get trying to generate those extra possessions. And so those two guys really have kind of changed that culture. And then you add on top of that, Demar Derozan, who is an MVP candidate. Now, like Stacy says, probably not going to win the award, but he needs to be on the ballot. He needs to be getting votes because him and Zach, but especially mm-hmm. DeMar um, really is kind of, you know, with those two buzzer beaters there on uh, New Year's weekend, really has kind of pushed himself into that conversation. But those three, those three additions have really changed the team that Chicago is. They really, they've really kind of sparked the whole thing. Um, and it's amazing to watch. It, they're fun to watch every night. You, they're never out of a game. Um, even when they get down, they're never out of it. They early on in the season, they'd get down by like 20. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, that's, you know, this one's probably over. That's fine. You know, it's a long season. They'd come roaring back in the fourth and, you know, to either make it really competitive or, or finally win the game. And now they've kind of come together enough that they don't get down by 20 anymore. They might get down by, by 12 or maybe even 15, but they're still got enough firepower to come back, you know, make a game of it and then put teams away at the end because of the King in the fourth and in, in DeMar DeRozan. (laughs) So they've been a really fun team to watch this year. um, Just from, from, from the get-go. Did you ever watch Game of Thrones? 
Yes, yes, big game. So that king of the king of the forefathers reminds me king of the north. I, I mean, I love. I mean, I love Game of Thrones. Uh, but yeah, and I I completely agree with everything you said. Um, I love Stacey as well. But um, I love that we got Lonzo. I, when we when I heard that we had a chance to get him in off in off season, you know, they mentioned like Schroeder and they mentioned other point guards. Uh, most other guy they used to play for Brooklyn, Spencer Dinwiddie. He's coming. I'm like, no, I want Lonzo because Lonzo's a pass first point guard, and I just knew pairing him along with, with with Zach would take the pressure off Zach, and then Lonzo can also score as well. But then when we got Demar. I've been watching Demar since he got drafted. I remember he played at USC, and I'm like, you know, he's always been a good, he's always a good player for Toronto. Remember him and Kyle Lowry could never get over that hump in Toronto, and then he got traded to the Spurs for Kawhi, and they wanted in Toronto. So then all of a sudden, I was like, well, you know, Demar is not really that good. You know, he's he's so so, and then he played in the Spurs for a while, but he just wasn't happy in San Antonio. Like you had to realize, like if, if you're not happy and it's just not a good fit, and I know San Antonio's offense the way it is, it just wasn't a good fit. And he was in San Antonio for. I mean, what, those three years? I mean, he's been in San Antonio for, yeah, just as long as Kawhi's been in uh, Toronto. And Kawhi was in Toronto a year. Then he's with the Clippers for, what, this is the two years. So, yeah, three years. He he was in San Antonio for three years. And now he's in the team now in Chicago. I mean, exciting. I mean, bigger market. Obviously, and Billy Donovan's offense, too. You know, I love to spread the ball. And it's it's great, you know. And, and like you said, like, you hit the nail on the head. Like, when they get down, I remember, like, I saw them get down a few times. And I this year, I'm like, oh, we're going to – I'm like, oh, they lost. And when I check in, they won by, like, four. And I'm like, oh, they came back. I think even in a few games versus Brooklyn, I've, I've counted them out, like, five or six times and when they played the Knicks early on. And they came back and won. It's because the grit and the resolve in this team is is good, and I know we're we're gonna be scrappy in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, you know it took man, I would love to go to a playoff game. I know the energy in the United States is gonna be freaking off the charts. You know, COVID or not, you know, just I mean, basketball needs to be in Chicago. You know, in the in the, in the postseason, you you need to be. I mean, and yeah, you know, I I think you know the East. I think you. I mean, I think you know Milwaukee's gonna be tough, and Brooklyn's gonna be tough. But I think if you can. If you only gonna go through one of those teams, or and or semi, or if not any, they both get taken out, and you know it, you can come out to East. You know, I mean, seeing that you saw Atlanta last year make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and I don't think they played Brooklyn or um, Milwaukee. Oh, they lost to Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah. and they and I mean, I think uh, Trey Young got hurt in that series. Otherwise, I don't know. I think he or he was already hurt. Otherwise, I think they could have probably gave Milwaukee more bang for their buck if, if he was healthy, especially yeah, him being think, a point guard. I think guard. Five, to five. Five or six. six, but he he missed a few games. Remember, he got hurt, and I think Giannis got hurt, too. I think he went six. Cause I remember Chris Middleton kind of took over that those last few games, and then he kind of – or maybe that was the finals. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're real, and they're set up really good for the future. I'm not sure what dra- what draft picks we have coming up, and I know that we got tampering, but we got our guys in place. DeMar is happy, and DeMar is, what, 32? You know, he's young. He's still got, you know, five, six years, you know, to play at a high level. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not worried about that, and he's never really had an injury. He, he, that's another thing with DeMar. He's never really been injured a lot, yeah, so I like hurt. that. Lonzo, I mean, even, know, even his time on, on, on when, they, when they shut him down for health and safety, he's like, I felt fine. He, when he, did they sh- – oh, you mean the Bulls? Yeah, oh, yeah, mean, for Demar. Yeah, well, yeah, they set him down for that those two weeks. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I felt fine. He's like, I was bored. Yeah, but yeah, I remember he was still playing. Like you know, he's like, I, I got to play back and shit because he came back 
And he yeah. had like 30 his first game back. And I was like, man, that's crazy to come back your first game. And he had like, he was like, man, yeah, he was a guy. I was, I was healthy. I was I was ready to play. He's determined because a lot of the criticism offseason, all oh, the Bulls overpaid for DeMar. I saw that a lot too. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, dude, we got DeMar and Lonzo and we got um, – along with Zach, and then we still have Vucevic, and then we brought in Caruso, and they were even saying the Caruso signing, they said we spent too much for Caruso. Now, both of those signings were great. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, not, you know, these analysts always overdump the gun and, and, you know, speculate and stuff like that, but do you see how it's paying off for us? We're top in the East. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, I would make all those moves all over again. Love every single one of them. Um, I'm in there. Can, you know, the only thing, only bad thing that's happened this year, obviously, They've been hit hard by COVID, but so has every other team in the league. Games have been canceled. Um, those things. The only bad thing really is been, has been Pat Williams. Um, yeah. His rest. That's that's really the only kind of guy that you really feel like is missing from, from the team. There's nothing you can do about that. He just landed. And he's young player, so I want him to get that development. But I, I think him being able to sit back and kind of watch – you know, for this while, and you know, I, I hope that helps that mental that his part of the game where he can see ways on the court where he can be effective. Because where I'm not out there, but when I am out there, I can do this and do that. Because even even before he got hurt, he was taking more of a three point shot. He was shooting more threes in summer league, so he was taking that next step and he was initiating offense. So I mean, when he comes back now, he'll get like threes. I mean, and heck, wait till you see when Lonzo finds him. Cut into the basket or an oops. Like Lonzo just don't be like, oh, where, where did that pass come from? Like Lonzo's got crazy vision. He'll be able to yeah. feed him and get him easy points and stuff like that. And he, like, and he doesn't have to score 20 or 30 points. No. I mean, you can score eight points for us and just and, and, and guard the other dude on the other team in permanent play. And you, you did a great job. You can score yeah. like eight points, probably grab like 10 rebounds just based on your activity, a couple steals, you know, just be a pest on defense. Exactly. Yeah. And, that's the same point they were making about Vooch. The other night on the broadcast is, you know, they're like, yeah, he's getting 12 and 10 or 12 and 15. But they're like, that's exactly what we need out of him. So they're like, we don't need 25. They're like, the nights that he's going to get 25, we'll need 25 out of him. And he's certainly capable of doing that. But most mm-hmm. nights, we only need like 12 and 15 out of him. And yeah. that's good enough to, to get by in a couple of blocks. And that's and that's what you need. I agree. And he's and I've seen Vooch playing more. On, if, I mean, Vooch was never really a bad defender. You know, a lot of international players get that rep for being bad defenders, but I just don't think defense is really coached as much over there because it's more like D'Antoni pace and you know kick it out and you know a running gun. So you know you're not really playing in a half court set as much. But he's he's going after it defensively too. And Billy Donovan's always been a defensive minded coach. That goes back to when he was at Florida. And I mean, this team now, like this team's been built to win now. And now it's like, heck. Maybe buyout candidates, they might want to come to Chicago. Like, man, like, you know, like maybe if, if one of these teams, you know, cuts their big man, maybe, oh, you know, I, I might sign with the Bulls just, just to provide depth and insurance. And just, I mean, if it's a good locker room guy, yeah, let's bring him in there. Let's bring him in there and, and, and whatnot. Like, you know, and, you know, it's only going to help this team and the mentality and stuff like that. But, yeah. Technically, Urson Ilyasova is running around on a, on a health oh, yeah. safety protocol contract. So he is technically yeah. on the roster somewhere. Yeah, he's in he's in quarantine and, as well. So he's a guy that they could spring he, on you at the at the All Star break. So and he can he could stretch the floor too. He's a stretch four. He's always been that way. And 
He's a good roller. So he'd be he'd be a guy that can come in the postseason and get us a couple minutes here and there. So I I, I hope he keeps because I mean he he's from Milwaukee. He come in and hit a couple shots and you know give us eight ten minutes and just you know make some plays. And yeah, he's a couple guy. He's a guy, but man, you know, Ilya Sova, a couple threes, maybe a, a a layup or something, eight points, and just you know you know good minutes off the bench. So that's a that was a good pickup, and he's a veteran too. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah I like that pickup a lot too. Um, Elise Johnson, they did let go, um, but Tyler Cook was playing out of his mind. Um, I'm and- glad to see Tyler Cook playing good. I, 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 I've been wanting Tyler Cook to play good. He, like I got said, I went to Iowa when he went there, and he, his, I always say that Iowa players don't develop well, so he left a year early, and he's kind of bounced around, but now he's kind of seeing finding his footing now. So, yeah, yeah, and then and then um, the the McKinney. Um, you know, they Alfonso. signed him to the, for the rest of the season. Um, Chicago kid, they're, they're really nice. high on him. And like he, we talked yeah. about with Io, um, when he got drafted, you know, perfect fit. Yeah. Um, brings tons of energy. I, don't, I didn't expect him to be as good as what he's shown, especially on the defensive end. I thought he'd mm-hmm. be okay. I thought he'd be like a G League candidate. And he has played lights out. Um, even if he doesn't score, I don't even care. He goes in there. He drives teams nuts on the defensive end. And he makes good decisions on the offensive end. He doesn't have to score. He's a good enough passer that he's he's really played outstanding ball uh, here in this first half of the season. I agree. That's why I said the fact that he's playing so well has made Kobe White expendable so fast. Like I'm not talking like you know what I was playing this first. I mean, if I was in college, he would be his senior year. But well, now he's playing this year. And he's getting minutes off the bench. He's I think he's even started a game or two. Mm-hmm. And then next year when he's 22, going on 23, he's got a year under his belt, you know, especially this offseason, you can keep refining. And, I mean, Kobe's, I mean, game, his, especially Kobe's shooting is really good. And I, it's not – that's I was, that's not where Iowa's game is at yet. I was more of a slasher and whatnot, but he can hit the three. But Iowa, you know, he'll add – you know, he'll become a more consistent three-point shooter and do that. And then I think if he, if he Iowa shows that next year, I think you will see them move Kobe – towards the deadline and it's it's a smart thing or they might do a sign and trade at the, at the end of the season so they can you know give them the max but it's a smart thing to do but I mean if you said Iowa just comes in with energy and they're, they're literally like the same age they're both like 21 Kobe's 21 yeah they're both the same age so you know that's just how the, the nature of the business goes but yeah. Iowa's a hometown kid as well I didn't know McKinney was a hometown kid so they mentioned that when he signed him so I'm glad to see him driving I remember him playing in Cleveland for a while and he's 6'8 you know he's a He's got some heat on the perimeter, so yeah. And I like Derek Jones Jr. He can jump out the gym, and he ain't got to score at all. He, you know, what I'm saying he'll have a couple of dunks and just make you know plays and stuff like that. So yeah, we got some guys who are selfless, and Derek Jones Jr. knows is from the Miami Heat, so he brings that culture, and that's another good locker room guy to have. You know, you you're in, in Miami's locker room playing with Jimmy Butler, you bring that mental toughness. You know what it's about. No. And the and the one guy we haven't mentioned, we've gone this far and we haven't mentioned him, and he deserves all the credit in the world is Devontae Green, who stepped yeah, in that, that power was, That was the name I forgot. <laughs> that was, there we go. That was the name I couldn't remember. I, I yeah, there we go. Yep, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Speaking can, of jumping out of the gym, that man can fly. Yeah, Devontae Green. I man, I was I knew it was yeah. Okay, yep, that's him. You're right. That's the, he's the glue guy. Mm-hmm. In a sense, that kind of just brings everything together. Like he, you know, so yeah, I want this team's exciting and this team's kind of like, all right, like, you know, we're going to be, you know, forced to be reckoned with, you know, you know, and our GM's been spot on. So yeah. Yeah. 
turning our attention away from the Bulls, even though as much fun as they've been to talk about. Um, looking at kind of the rest of the East, um, the Bucks got off to a slow start, but they've slowly crawled back kind of into that top three, top four spot mm-hmm. um, in there. The Knicks, I thought, was playing pretty well. They were playing pretty well when they played the Bulls. It looks like they've dropped off a little bit. And then the Nets, um, Kyrie's back for his first game tonight. Um, evidently, he's going to play part-time in games where you don't have to be vaccinated, in cities and, and states that you don't have to be vaccinated in. So um, he's going to be back, and that kind of changes that that dynamic a little bit. So <clears throat> kind of of those three big kind of three, four teams, who's the kind of the team that you're kind of most – leery of or who do you think is the team that's kind of the the biggest threat there um oh man i'm i'm here i'm just checking the score of that game speaking of the nets i was gonna say they're losing to the pacers by 14 it's the third but it's 186 but they gave up 100 points in three quarters Kyrie has played he has eight points on three for eight shooting durant's doing his thing um and i was i was gonna say brooklyn just because it's kd and kd's such a Phenomenal fourth because I think you can kind of slow Giannis down because Giannis is not as great of a score as KD, but KD can get hot. And then Brooklyn also has Harden, and then they also have Kyrie. You know, they have those three guys. You know, Brooklyn or Milwaukee, you can kind of maybe wall Giannis, you know, double team him at certain points and kind of, you know, take him, you know, take him out, you know, uh, you know, of the of the game, you know, in the sense, you know, just game plan for him, but you can't really game plan for Durant. I mean, you can't game plan for Durant, Harden, or Kyrie. I mean, you go play the, you know, you, the best you can. But uh, I think Brooklyn's probably the team that you got to be most weary of. Because I don't think – I think with Brooklyn, it doesn't matter what seeding is. They're just that good where they could beat you. Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee can be had. We've seen, you know, even I think Atlanta, that first you know, those first games in the series, were kind of showing that. Um, and even Miami so two years ago, Miami beat them when they didn't think they could. And, you, you know, if you have enough perimeter guys to throw a Giannis and you, for, and you keep him on the perimeter – and not let them get a paint, then you know you have a chance versus Milwaukee. Um, but yeah, Brooklyn's a different breed. And then my Miami's good too. They're tough. They'll be a tough out, but um they don't have anybody that's gonna change the course of the of the series. Like they know like I mean Jimmy Butler's good, Kyle Lowry's good, Bam on the Bible's good, but none of those guys are gonna like score or gonna average forty in the series. You no. know, if they beat you, they'll beat you through team play, through like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. But yeah. Brooklyn's probably the, the team I'm most weary about. That's why I said I, would, I wouldn't want to play Brooklyn until, like, the Eastern Conference Finals and hope that they're beat up, you know, and hope that, you know, they have tired legs and whatnot. So, Yeah, especially at their age, that's that's exactly what you're yeah. looking for there. Um, yeah. yeah. Switching over to the Western Conference real quick, um, we would be remiss if we didn't mention Steph's um, three-point record. What is it now, 3,000 hits, um, something like that. He's, he's yeah. the all-time three-point maker in NBA history, which is, which is crazy to think about. Um, especially watching him at like Davidson and where he, where he kind of came to the national spotlight from there in that, in that NCAA tournament run till, till now um, to see him kind of grow and mature and, and hit all those big shots. Um, he's been, he's been really fun to watch outside of Bulls players. He might be my favorite guy to watch in the NBA. He a, he decided that team was exciting to watch an offense, you know, with Draymond and, you know, Wiseman and their team, and they, they passed the ball and stuff. Yeah, and Steph's just like he's so they, he's changed the game, you know, his shooting. And, you know, because now I see guys now that I play pickup with, and they're just like pulling up, like from like further past the three point line. I'm like, and you're like, what are you, and they're hitting shots, and like, I'm like, it's frustrating, you know, because you can't stop it. Mm hmm. 
But it, it, but but like yeah, it makes the game good. There's one guy I play that I play pickup with now. He's literally hits everything, and like it's like so it's like we have to be perfect on the other end because he's hitting threes at Steph, and I'm like that's if you're a team going up against Golden State, you're like man, you, you got to match Steph. You really can't match that though. I mean, when Clay comes back, I mean, come on now, Clay's and Clay is probably soon too. They said Sunday versus Cleveland, and they're 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 taking their time. I think Clay could have been came back. I think they're just taking their time. Like, they're just really making sure he's ready and stuff like that. But I think he could have came back, like, I think beginning of the year or so. Probably. So they're, they're definitely taking their time, and they're probably going to play him a game, hold him out a, a, a few days, play him, you know, maybe play I mean, but he'll be ready for the postseason. And, yeah, dude, they're going to be really fun to watch in the postseason. They have a top seed, too, and mm-hmm. that crowd. And, yeah. they, and you, oh, my God. And I think they have Iguodala back, yeah. Igudala, Draymond Green, so that core, and they have you know the young guys. I love the role players like the James Wiseman. Uh, I can't think of his. Uh, I can't be Elisa um, and some of the Jordan Poole. You know they they just got one company. They just have so many role players, and these guys are like, okay, I can probably take this shot. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a mid range shot, but hey, look, Steph's right there. I'm gonna pass him the ball, and he's a, he'll probably hit the three. You know, they're so unself- they're so selfless, like. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State came out the West. I honestly wouldn't. I bet they have that much firepower. And I mean, I agree um, that they there are a bunch of teams over there. If the Bulls were in the West, they'd be the fifth best team in the West. That's how good the West is. Yeah, um, Golden State, Phoenix, Utah, Memphis are all twenty-five plus wins, just like the Bulls. Um, I don't trust. I don't trust. Utah, I I just don't see them ever coming out the West. They would need like a stacked team, like they. I mean, they need. I mean, Donovan Mitchell and and the gang, Mike Conley. They need a. They need a. I just don't. They'll make the postseason, but they. I just. I even I said that last year. They won't. They won't. They maybe second round, may, may final Western Conference Finals. On a on on an odd year, if they you know if they if they're they're healthy by even I that's a stretch you know they'll make the they'll make the second round might lose in the first round. Um, Phoenix, I don't know. I mean, I think last year you know they did their thing. I don't know if they're going to come out the West this year either. The Clippers might. The Clippers, I mean, with Kawhi, I think the Clippers will still be pretty good because they have a bunch of you know Paul George and they got you know and Kawhi is still formidable defense and you know Paul George is still Paul George and you know they still have you know some good players around them as well. And uh, who's and you might as well, I mean, you can't count out LeBron, LeBron, and the Lakers either. Technically, yeah, they've won a few games, but man, I mean, I, I mean, oh my, the Lakers just look terrible. But I think, yeah. man, if Westbrook cuts his turnovers down, then they're they're fine because then they're not, you know, then their defense isn't going to suffer that much. I mean, they're going to score more offensively. So the Lakers still have enough good team, but Westbrook just has to cut his turnovers down, or you got to play him off the ball. And I mean, because I mean. The turnovers are just ridiculous, man. I think the other day he had seven at the half versus the Timberwolves. Yeah. I mean, they had a 14-point lead, and the Timberwolves were, like, right there because – and, I mean, it's, like, dumb turnovers that lead to, like, breakouts. And these are turnovers that, that let the team in. Like, yeah, you just can't – at this point in the, in the league, you've been in the league 10-plus years, you can't turn the ball over like that and expect to win. That's why you never will win wherever you've been at because you turn the ball over too much. So. Exactly. And I I know Anthony Davis got hurt. I don't know if he's back. And I'm, I'm not sure how long he's out for. They said four weeks. I think he's still got a couple more weeks. Okay. He's always hurt, man. That's yeah. the thing with the Lakers, too, is like you, you can't build your team around Anthony Davis because he's always hurt. You know, he's the max player, but he's not. He's it, It's like injuries, you know, left and right. So, 
Yeah. Uh, I I need to see more from the Lakers before I even take them serious. That's why I didn't even I wasn't even going to bring them up. They're actually they're one of my bottom feeder teams. Like you know, they're just they just have not shown me anything, and it's tough because it's like okay, well, AD's supposed to be your number one guy, and LeBron's you know still you know good enough to be your number one guy, but LeBron's thirty seven. You know you can't be asking to carry, you know like just do you can't carry the carry he can't carry a team like that anymore. You know right. what I'm saying? So somebody else has to step up and be that that. I mean that I don't know that guy or you know especially if AD's out so yeah it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers do anything in the deadline. Yeah, who moves and where they go to will be very interesting this year. Um, in terms of all of that stuff, um, I'm not quite sure who would be available out there. I'm kind of kind of like looking over the the standings right yeah. now. Um, and then there's all kinds of – you just look at this. I remember there's all kinds of turmoil down in Houston that they're doing all kinds of weird crap down there. They're rebuilding, transitioning. They got all these, these young guys. And uh, they're – I mean, they're they're going to be good. You know, Christian Wood and uh, – what's it, Kevin uh, the Green, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. They're – you know, I know he's got some things he's got to deal with, like some um, – but and then they have a nice young head coach, uh, so I, I I think Houston is going to be a team to watch in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, they'll probably get another draft pick this year, so yeah. You know who's going to be draft. really good soon is that Wagner guy from 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 Orlando. oh from Washington? No, from from Orlando. No, from Orlando. oh his brother Mo, Mo Wagner. Yeah, and yeah. you see, and he played on the perimeter a lot, so he's used to playing on the perimeter. So that's how much when he played at Michigan. He played on the perimeter a lot, you know, and he was six. He's a, he's like a six eleven. Uh, six, yeah, a Danilo Gallinari, a six a, a six ten guy, Chandler Chandler Parsons, you know, one of those guys that can stretch exactly. the floor, but he's still, yeah. I know I'm not surprised. I think as he continues to bulk up and maintain his frame and this and that, yeah, he's gonna be really special. I mean, he'll he's in uh, Orlando, yeah, so he can yeah. he'll he can really blossom in Orlando. I hope you I hope he finds himself on another team or something though, because. I don't see Orlando really going anywhere anytime soon. They're really young. I mean, they're like the, kind of like the, like the OKC in a sense. Wendell Carter, Fultz, uh, Jalen Suggs. Uh, they have another dude. Uh, Cole yeah, Anthony, they, I mean, they're, they they put they gave the Bulls a fight the other night, and yeah, and that's without Suggs, who I really love. Um, so uh, I think yep. they're they're somebody that I'd be watching here in the next year or two in the East. I think they're going to make a lot of noise. Yeah. A lot of young teams and all that young talent, and then once it all just starts to come together, and you, and you learn how to win and to be professionals, I think uh, I agree. Like that's how, like, I, but we've been kind of saying that about OKC for like the last three years. So they've been doing that rebuild, and you know, you kind of haven't really seen it go anywhere. So, I mean, you stack all those draft picks, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Orlando does too, because they're probably gonna have another top draft pick too. They probably have a few draft picks coming in from all the trades they made and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they're, they're probably a couple, they're a, they're a good veteran piece away from being, you know, one of that, that eight to 10 playoff team spot. Yeah. Going to go in there and make some noise. Um, they, uh, yeah. You don't want to play in the first round. Yeah. They, you're right though. They, but I've seen them compete hard against other teams too. Like they, they play hard. I'm not, I'm not just a bull. So, I, so when I saw they're up versus the Bulls, I'm like, no, I'm not surprised. It's Orlando team competes. But I think they played another team. I think it was the Lakers or something recently and they compete, competed, but they, yeah, they'll, they'll, they compete. And I think they've even beat something. They beat a one team the other day and I almost, I was surprised they won. It was a pretty good, I think it was a good team, but uh, yeah. Uh, 
NBA is crazy, man. I mean, with all these young players and the way the game's played now and whatnot, you just, yeah, you just. Oh, the uh, jumping back real quick to that uh, that Nets Pacers game that you were talking about. Um, Lance Stevens put up twenty in the first quarter tonight. I know I, when I went to ESPN, they said he scored twenty points. And I want to click it, like I can't watch it on the show. But I saw that on my man. That reminded me like Tracy McGrady, thirteen points in like thirty five seconds, and like and he scored twenty straight points by himself. Like you know, like I'm like man, what did he do? Like that's yeah, I'm gonna watch that after this show. But I saw that on ESPN, and that's when I'm like, oh wow, like. They're losing to the Pacers, but the Pacers are actually. Oh no, the Pacers aren't that good this year. Mm-mm. They're fourteen and twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. No, it the was Pacers, just one of those things that he just went nuts from the beginning, and the and the Nets were probably like, okay, it's not our night, and they just probably just shut it down. Well, the Nets are only down three now, one hundred five, one hundred two. Yeah, they must have come. They yeah, must have come back. That's on, they're 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 that man. The Nets are just that potent with the uh, those three. I mean, it's just Durant has got thirty-three. Harden's only got sixteen. I mean, Kyrie's probably got 12, and Claxton's got 10, and Aldridge pitched in with 13. I mean, yeah. But the Brooklyn team does not have a lot of depth. And then uh, I'm surprised this uh, Indiana team's not that much better. Sabonis has been there. Turner. I mean, those two are in Holiday. Did they lose some? It's, it's like they can't get all their guys to function at the same time, at least from the couple of games I've seen them against the Bulls. It's like one guy's good, and then, like, the next guy's good the next quarter, but you never get, like, two guys getting hot at the same time or in a long enough stretch to really kind of be effective um, in there. It's kind of like one guy kind of goes off and everybody else kind of is just kind of mediocre to bad. Up oh, and I lost Sam. All right. Um, we were getting close to the end of the conversation anyway, um, but really wanted to wrap that up. We wanted to jump back in here um, just because the Bulls had been playing so, so well. Uh, we wanted to, to have a, a show. Oh, there's Sam back. Let me add him real quick. Lost you there, buddy. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I agree. And I was, I, was, I was thinking maybe they lost Malcolm Brogdon. I didn't see him on a roster. Now that's their point guard. For the uh, Pacers, I mean, they have a good point guard. I know they got Brogdon from the from the Pacers or from the uh, Bucks, you know, a few years ago. But uh, yeah, they. I don't know. It's just they used to, see they they used to always beat the Bulls. Like last year, we could never beat them, and now we beat them all the time this year. I'm like we how the ties just turn like them and like Boston. We could never beat those two teams, and then now we can beat them. I don't know if we can beat Milwaukee yet, but but uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Anybody else? Anything else you want to talk about before we cut this off, sir? No, nah, nothing else really. I mean, we'll we'll continue to watch and and see, but I think we kind of covered everything. And yeah, just I mean, yeah, we'll just kind of wait and see. I think the All Star Game is probably next month or so, but uh, probably just be more of a same for these next couple of weeks or not. So yeah, yeah. Um, somebody was saying to get Javante Green in the dunk contest, and I want all of that in there. Yeah, they'll probably you have. See that They'll probably have a uh, John Morant, and I mean Javante Green to be a good representative for us too. And I can't think of anybody else, but uh, oh, I love John Morant. I can't, I can't yeah. wait to see what he is. He went nuts the other night, and I, I loved all of that. They'll probably definitely have him for the star power, and then what is it? And then Javante Green's another night. Javante Green's a young star too, or yeah, young player. So yeah, what is it? A young rising star. So 
he may not know if he's a star or not, but he's a young player and a young star. I mean, right on, on a good team. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and those, and then the, the interesting um, rookies versus second year game, that's usually a pretty good. That's usually a pretty good match too. That'd be something. Remember that year Kobe White didn't even make the rookie game. The All Star game was in Chicago. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, how did he? And he was and he was playing because I would never understand it. I was like, I'm like, are we being blackballed from our own hometown All Star game? <laughs> and he was playing like good minutes and putting up good numbers on our team as a rookie. He was he was starting to warm up too. He was playing more and more, and he didn't. And I I never I don't know. I think he got in as an alternate, but. I remember he wasn't voted in. I thought that was so weird because All Star Game was in Chicago, and then we yeah. didn't have any All Star representatives, and no nobody from Chicago. I mean, granted, we weren't great, but we. I mean, you could have probably had Zach in as a reserve on the team, or at least had Kobe in the rookie game, but or somebody or Zach in a dunk con- or he probably wouldn't have done the dunk contest. But uh, yeah, that was crazy. I'll did never Zach, forget that. Zach did the the three point contest last year, right? Is yeah, that, yeah, that he did that. Yeah, there's always so many guys, and I keep forgetting. There's like ten guys. Because <laughs> they like eliminate like four. I mean, they, it's like they go through all these rounds. I saw you forget how many guys are in it. But like, I think one year in the Golden State had like Clay and Steph in it. And then like, there was a like Clay, Steph, James Harding, and like this guy, that guy, that guy, and like freaking Jason Capono. And I'm like, man, there's like 10 guys in here. But you only like remember like the, the guy who wins it, or for the right. most part. Yeah, unless somebody does, has like a crazy round or something like that. Yeah, you really only kind of remember the guy that was. Zach that. could probably make it this year, and Lonzo could be in the three point shootout this year too, because Lonzo's improved his three point stroke a lot. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really Lonzo's thing catching it. Maybe, but but uh, Lonzo's hey, he has improved his stroke. So like his percentage is like uppers closer to fifty percent now from three, if I'm, if I remember correctly. So yeah. All righty, then that will do it. We'll be back probably. I don't know if we'll be back next week or in a couple of weeks or what, when we're going to do it. We've been a little bit hit and miss with this show yeah. uh, here at the start of the year. But we'll have, be back here at some point um, at the All-Star break at the latest, but hopefully before that. Um, yeah, definitely. But we'll be back um, for that. We'll talk a little hoops. Um, maybe talk a little NCAA on the other side of that. Uh, maybe next time, so now, that, now that conference games are actually getting played, uh, maybe talk a little Big Ten basketball, ACC basketball there. All righty, so that will do it for us. He is Sam. I am Doug. We will see you guys next time. Have a good night. Peace.